This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the persecuted church all over the world. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. I'm here with David Witt, and David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. David, no discussion about the gospel is really complete without a really sober discussion about hell. Tell us a little bit about what the Bible has to say about the subject of hell. Yeah, and I just want to mention, in case people are joining us uh, for today, maybe for the first day, or new to SOM International, this is our Global Ambassadors Leadership Training, in where we train mm. people to share their faith and disciple the way Jesus does. And Jesus, ultimately, we see, talks about hell more than even heaven. And uh, I think mm. people want to take note and and research it out for themselves to see that the Bible teaches that the, the angels fell and they were cursed uh, by God and um, they were sentenced to hell, we're told. And it's also interesting to note that hell, we're told in the scriptures, was created for Satan and the fallen angels, not man. Mm. Uh, yet Jesus taught that without accepting a savior, um, man is also going to be sentenced with Satan and the fallen angels. Uh, so that's a sober reality mm. that all of us, yeah, I is. hope, come to grips with. In Matthew 25, I'll just mention, then Jesus will uh, will say to those on his left, depart from me, you cursed into eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. So this is mm. something that grips all mankind. Eternity was written in our mm -hmm. hearts. Question is, are we living with God, which is paradise, or are we living apart from God, which is hell? And um, we always like starting out with that story. So, Mark, can I share my story now around the world? Okay. I hope that the sobering reality of something like hell really does take somebody's heart. And then when they realize that they're not right with God, that they'd want to be right with God. Right, David? Amen. That's right. And that's that's the direction we hope for everyone. And it, I think the vast majority of people desire to know God, be right with him so they can live for eternity in heaven. And, and that connects right to my story. I want to mm -hmm. share about Omar in Northwest Africa, who was born to a big Muslim family. Mm. Uh, actually, over there, it's called Marabou, where the Marabou are a high Islamic uh, world and, and power. And um, they are seen to have, to know the Quran, but have lots of spiritual power too. And uh, and so they're very devout. Uh, and Omar mm. began to learn the Quran at tw and, and, became, and learned the whole Quran at 12 years old. And wanted to become a Quranic master, which is a hafiz in, in Arabic, where you know the Quran by heart and under and understand, share it with others. And so then he began to learn the Sharia law, which is the laws connected uh, not uh, to and they come out of the Quran. And as he learned the Sharia law, one of the questions that came to Omar was uh, if he'd go to heaven or hell. That began to just haunt him with that question because as he read the Quran and he knew the Quran, 90% of the Quran talked about everyone going to hell. And it, it doesn't give any clear path of going to heaven. Mm. So Omar asked himself, what do you need to do in the Quran to go to heaven and if that gave assurance. So even more, he probably tried to be devout. He, he prayed, he fasted. 
but he still didn't have that peace and did and knew for the Quran he couldn't be sure. Hmm. So, and his parents continue to reinforce this idea of just working hard that said, if you are a good Muslim, you may or may not go to heaven, but you will have a good life is what they preach because only Allah knows who goes to heaven or hell. So there's just no assurance in there. And ultimately, it's a long story. We have it. We would love to share with people if they want it um, and hmm. encourage them to connect with our ministry for Omar's story and others. I'll just summarize it because Omar came to Christ on a long journey. He ended up fighting a war there in Africa, going to prison for a while or a year. In prison, he actually ended up hearing parts of the gospel. A Christian would come to and share food and some and the gospel uh, on Saturdays and, and just love on the prisoners. It got to share limited parts because it was a Muslim prison, but but they he heard about Jesus. And he became very interested um, in Christ. And ultimately, when he got out of prison, he, he looked for this man because there are no other Christians. He'd never heard this before. And he began to ask other people how he found out about Jesus. This is interesting, Mark. It's other Muslims said, well, Christians believed in Jesus, but their kind lived a long time ago. and They've all died away. Oh, really? I mean, that's how dark some parts of Africa are. They don't you know, not in the, in the recent past, they didn't even know Christians still existed. Huh. So, you know, he still wanted to know the rest of the story. Uh-huh. And he continued to look, you know, for a Christian. And finally, then God connected him with a believer. And he's able to hear the gospel. And his main question he asked is, um, how do I go to heaven or how do I go to hell? And when he heard the clear path of Christ, his heart was captivated. So I want to bring up that story that the question that drove Omar to salvation was heaven or hell. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, and we just finished podcast parts one through five of the law, but in the scriptures connects the law to the consequences of being with God or apart from God. So that's why we teach as leaders, it's important that we give a clear understanding of hell because it's a reality. It is the truth. So when we get back, we're going to unpack some of the scriptures related to heaven and hell and what they say about us and how we can make sure we know how to share with others how they can get eternal life and be saved from hell. We'll be right back. At Risk Radio. Can you imagine trying to disciple a church with only one Bible? This is Mark Stafford from At Risk Radio, and our contacts in Venezuela are telling us incredible stories about people coming to know Jesus, all the while pastors are missing Bibles for their people. After receiving a Bible from our ministry, one man said with tears in his eyes, no one has ever given me such a beautiful gift. At Risk Radio, in our partnership with SOM International, is working to bring 2 million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help, go to atriskradio.com. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International, and David, we've been talking about hell. And we're talking about the sober reality that the gospel is incomplete without a serious discussion about hell and heaven and eternal life. Let's continue on. Tell us about some of the scripture that we should be aware of as it relates to the subject of heaven and hell and eternal life. Yeah, and I I encourage everybody to get into the Word because they'll see this for themselves. We want everybody to make it their own, uh, but hopefully whet everybody's appetite. James 2 is a good place to start where the Bible says Mm -hmm. that if we break just one commandment, we've broken them all because God loves His laws and keeps them. And, And then the scriptures goes on to say, in Galatians 3 there, cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written 
in the book of the law, which is, you know, the Torah. I, I think we need to define some things mm -hmm. here. Mark, you can help here. Sure. To be cursed by God is obviously very serious. Um, so, Mark, let's think about this. How would you define a curse? Well, it's something that's bad. Uh, <laughs> it's not being <laughs> exactly. right with God, and and that would be serious enough. Yeah, so if something's bad, then what's the worst thing that God can do to a person? Right. Well, the worst thing God could do to a person is say that he, that that person can't really fellowship with him anymore, that there's a, a somehow existence without the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. That would be, that would be horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. And we had details of the, that there's a physical reality of hell. It's bottomless. I mean, we're told three major things. I think it's important that people remember hell is extremely painful. Jesus said that there will be weeping, gnashing of teeth and burning fire and, and the feeling of worms eating your skin. Yeah. So that's definitely not pleasant. And Jesus wasn't like boasting in this. This was something that he wants people to know the reality of. It's bad, bad, bad. Avoid it. Yeah, really bad. Yeah. And then two is that Jesus said that hell is complete darkness and bottomless. Um, mm. So, you know, some people, I don't know, Mark, have you gotten that? Some people have told you, yeah, I want to be go to hell, be with my friends kind of thing. Yeah, it, the Bible doesn't seem to de describe it like that. Well, that's unfortunate reality that it's... it's um, bottomless it's you, you don't have the presence of, of, of friends or the fellowship it's there's and it's the idea for eternity you're reaching out and um, trying to touch something and there's mm. no substance it's complete darkness it's loneliness because it's eternal too and last thing people need to remember it's eternal even after 10 million years there's still no hope because you haven't worked off anything it's a constant mm. existence so it's, it's so dark, it's horrible yeah. um and, and yeah and that's why as leaders it's our job to help as many people as possible mm. avoid that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't imagine if I was part of a belief system that that was a possibility, and I didn't have any um, any clear path to go forward. So one of the examples we like to share that for people to get their mind around this, what God is trying to do is a drunk driver. You know, suppose I say, you know, suppose uh, Mark, I'm not doing well, and I get drunk. Get in a car, drive, and lose control, and I and I, you know, I, I hit somebody from your family and kill them. Uh, the police arrest me, put me in jail, mm. and I appear before the judge. And he looks at the evidence. I mean, it's clear I was drunk. I killed somebody, and uh, the, and I say, but honor, mm. I did not mean to it. I promise, I'll never, I'll never do it again. It was my first violation. I have family to support. Please forgive me. And let me go. Mark, how would you and some of your family members feel if the judge just let me go scot free? And there was no penalty for that. Well, that wouldn't be justice. Yeah. And you like me. I, I mean, at least I think you do. And, and we have fun with <laughs> and, and yeah, it wouldn't be justice. And, and so mm -hmm. if God just lets people go scot-free, um, then he's not just. He's not a person of his word. Uh, and so justice must be met to meet the crime, the the law breaking, what was been broken in the law. And and so justice and mercy are opposites. And the only reason that God can meet both just and mercy is because the cross of Christ, where he takes the penalty himself. So death is paid for before us. So therefore justice is met, but now mercy is given because we are given the identity, we're given the spirit of Christ through him. So that's so it's so that's how God meets both justice and mercy together in Christ and paying 
the ultimate price. So, so David, how would you answer that question? I mean, is there like a something we can do to avoid hell and get eternal life? Yeah, and and so that's what the scripture in this whole thing on law that we've been talking about. No, because we're all lawbreakers. There's nothing we could do in ourselves. The only hope we come to is fault the mercy of the judge himself, God. But God, because He's just, He can't just wave and say, "I forgive you." He had to give His Son. He had to pay the price. He did. It's in the past. Jesus said it's finished. He died and he was resurrected on the third day. Mark, so you and I and around the world, the global church, we have hope because now by the blood of Jesus, by faith upon him, we are what the Bible says, that fancy word imputed. We're given his righteousness. We're forgiven so we can be perfect and go to heaven. Well, you know, this is incredible news, especially, uh, I mean, the gospel is, it's just that it's, it's good news. It's the best possible news. And I think about our Muslim brothers and sisters all over the world who are without the gospel. They don't have an opportunity to hear that. As, as you shared before, they think that Christianity is something that is long since died out and they've never heard about Jesus. Well, one thing that you can do is you can help those who are part of the church at risk. And we want to keep you up to date all the time about what's happening with those who are risking much for Jesus. Those who are at the greatest risk are those who are trying to share Jesus in places that are highly persecuted like Muslim nations. There's a few things we want to encourage you to do. First of all, we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. And as you subscribe to this podcast, we'll keep you up to date with the latest episode uh, so you can hear more about what's happening in the persecuted church around the world and so that you can get some tools in order to share Jesus with some of your friends who may not know Jesus yet. Second thing, review the podcast. We have dozens of episodes that talk about the church at risk, and that talk about uh, leadership tools and review those. And lastly, share these with your friends. It helps to get the word out about how we can support and pray for our brothers and sisters in chains around the world. My name is Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.